0: Welcome everyone to a brand new Ian Hates Conversations music edition. I am very happy to announce that my guests on this episode are four out of six members of the Canadian pop punk band Rival Town. This is a very packed show, so I'm going to keep this to a brief intro. Rival Town released their new EP, Make It Work, through Manic Cat Records earlier this year. It's really great. You'll definitely hear me mention that a few times during the conversation. You need to give it a listen. In fact, let's start the conversation off with the single Colder, and I'll speak with you again right after. Enjoy. All right, everyone. Welcome back to a brand new episode of Ian Hates Conversations. I am here with Rival Town. Been waiting to do this for a while now. I've got Bryce, Chris, Kerry, and Devin here, right? Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, buddy. Awesome. Well, first off, how are you guys doing?
1: Fantastic. Solid. We are doing just delightful up here in the Great White North. How are you?
0: (laughs) Not too bad myself. You guys have any plans for after this since it is Friday night?
2: Um. Uh, we, we we ordered i know uh bryce ordered from pizza hut nice i ordered from domino's <laughs> jerry got from a, a place called twice the deal and we got uh chris is figuring out which pizza place to go to yeah <laughs> and, and we're probably got we're yeah. gonna play uh baseball on playstation because we're, we're really <laughs> fucking cool like that <laughs>
1: Our partying days are like way behind us. Way. This is like a big night for us now Ooh. that we're all, we all have enough money to order pizza ourselves. Right. So that's kind of like Friday here in the north. We're
2: staying up late to do the podcast here all the way up to 830. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's exactly what I was thinking as well. Is there an actual pizza rivalry between the four of you right now?
1: Um, not really rivalry. We're like, we're, we're very, we are like we we do not
0: see color when it comes to pizza. We're, we're, <laughs> we're like
1: Switzerland with pizza. We, yeah, know, we're, we're neutral. Generally, it goes by the time of year and how much money we all have. If we decide to splurge a little more and maybe go to Domino's and get some real like high class
3: stuff.
1: <laughs> so the majority of the time, it's like Little Caesars or for whatever reason, the area we live in, they all kind of do this competing with each other thing. Mm-hmm. Like you can get an extra large pizza for like eight bucks everywhere, and I'll try to like just compete with each other because one guy started it, and then then everyone else has to do it. So it's like hey, whatever we're feeling like tonight. And that's it, it took us longer than I thought to talk about start talking about pizza.
3: <laughs> Way shorter than I
2: thought. Um, every now and then we'll like we'll pool together and we'll 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 put in like a fucking big order. Mm-hmm. I uh, uh Pizza Hut fucked up. I ordered Pizza Hut. <laughs> Uh, like a week and a bit ago, uh, they fucked true. up hard. They they sent the wrong pizza, everything. But I, I, I called them and they were closed. Yeah, I actually had to go there the next day and I made them give me my money back take that
0: shit
4: serious.
2: Yeah, like we don't fuck around.
0: No, obviously. And look, I can understand. Pizza Hut is my number one. I'm a huge Stuffed Crust fan. Uh,
4: yeah. Stuffed Crust.
0: Yeah. We did stuff Stuffed Crust tour of the East Coast of Canada. I saw, I actually saw that. Is that where that came from? And more or less. Very yeah.
1: Nice. Uh, I mean, we don't, I guess we don't fall into, well, no, we do. We, we fall into every pop punk cliche <laughs> stereotype that you could possibly imagine. So, I mean, a lot of bad haircuts and tattoos and pizza-related humor going through our house.
0: That's completely fine with me. But now for Jordan and Jared, do they have specialty pizzas that they enjoy as well?
5: Uh, <laughs> Jordan, Jordan probably goes to, like, some artisan yeah. wood stove fire wood stove. On, on,
1: on the... A, a nice oh, uh, yeah. organic spinach on <laughs>
2: yeah. all the quinoa Spinaches. crust
1: i've seen that guy eat, like but then again he'll eat an entire extra large like <coughs> Shitty pizza With He used to do this, on his own he used to do this thing well he still kind of <laughs> does but like when he's shy and nervous in front of new people that the band is meeting mm-hmm. it's like remember how like when you're a kid and you want to like impress people <laughs> by how much you can eat <laughs> you would just like eat just like way 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 of, like abnormal amounts of food that nobody would eat just to like impress people wow and while you're listening to this he's like shut the fuck <laughs> up Don't do that. But he, he absolutely does do that we were in uh new york a couple of years ago with mm-hmm. our uh, shooting a music video with our label we went out to like a big fancy diner yeah as far as we know for fancy well. and uh <laughs> yeah, we had like what what was our party of like 10 or 11 people we had to go 10 or
2: 11 because oh, yeah. it was
1: everybody that was so like everybody ate old. a lot of food because right. well, this
2: was in the states too so like a portion was fucking oh massive. yeah you, well, well, you
0: guys get well you're get your in the money states money. right i'm yeah. in boston so yeah 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 yeah
1: oh yeah i'm boston and what about jared and jared jared would get like what would jared's pizza be it would be something oh chi- chicken spinach chicken spinach with like turkey with like <laughs> what's that <laughs> I don't know it would be some obscene pizza sauce or
5: something Mm -hmm. something that we wouldn't get but
1: yeah
5: we're more than either way we're more the traditionalists here I think
0: (laughs) (laughs) that makes sense well you guys are going to be going on tour with junior coming up and I know they're from the UK are you guys looking forward to any specific places and is pizza like your normal thing when you're out on tour (laughs)
3: <laughs> yeah. it's
1: yeah. a normal thing
5: Absolutely. Like, we don't really try out enough like local places really we just kind of get
1: what's close well, well it, it, it is, is like place three sh- in the morning yeah when true we're true, shows, right? true. yeah because well, well, i mean you we don't nobody tries to eat before the show because you don't want to be bloated and fat for picture work <laughs> <laughs> and then sure. afterwards it's like you've just you know i mean the old days of touring aren't quite the same as they are now it's two in the morning you just loaded your van and you want to find somewhere that's cheap to stay, and then we have, like, collectively $17 between six dudes. Right. And then usually, once the merch guy chips in some of his money he brought, <laughs> we can <laughs> afford to get a pizza somewhere. And then uh, usually ends up being, like, Domino's or Pizza Pizza or one of those types of places. Whatever's open. Whatever's it, open, right. yeah. But
5: I don't know. Uh, know. Some I guess it usually is pizza. Um, sometimes McDicks. Right. right.
0: Jean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Everything unhealthy. You we don't, don't discriminate,
0: no, that makes total sense. Now, is there anything else that you're looking forward to with this upcoming tour? Uh,
1: just to meet
4: those
3: dudes. Yeah, you know, that's going to be sweet. It was really
1: cool just because we didn't have to fucking book this tour at all.
0: Oh, really? But okay.
1: Harbor, uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar with them. They're uh, a pretty popular band here in the Ontario mm-hmm. music scene. They're kind, of, they're kind of like an MXPX type band, but they, uh, sure. they've they been going for four or five years, and they're they're pretty uh, pretty popular in right here. But the, the lead singer, his name's Jamie, and he... Uh, he's a big promoter around here i guess they were supposed to originally do this run with junior and then uh they had asked us if we could just hop on in their place i mean we, we fit the bill well right and they you know uh we're, we're hustlers we definitely try and pull people out to shows and work when we're you know out on the road so i think he felt confident enough just letting us uh, take their place and. uh I, I don't. I think they're doing something else this Christmas, or they have some other obligations. So we just kind of took their place, and it worked out for us because we didn't have to do any booking. We're just right. showing up and playing, which is great because usually it's us sitting there arguing with promoters and venues for <laughs> months straight. And uh, no, this was great. We just hop on the road and go. And the fact that it's with some guys from the UK, like it's. They. I don't think any of them have ever been to Canada, so we're really excited That's, to kind of yeah. show them, uh, show them the ropes here a little bit. It's gonna be fun.
0: Very cool. Is that the normal practice for you guys, to do everything yourself basically with tour booking and everything around like that area, merch, all that kind of stuff? Generally,
1: it's never yeah. never it to be that way, but right. it's uh, nine times out of ten, that's what it turns into. We've tried to go the route before of uh, booking agencies and stuff, and mm-hmm. unfortunately we've made a couple of errors, I guess let's leave it at that, in the past. Sure. And um, now we've found uh, that we're going to be a lot happier just uh usually doing stuff ourselves at least we're, we're guaranteed to have the product we want or the tour we want if we just you know buckle down and do it right right we uh we've left it in the hands of other people <coughs> before and got fucked because of it so we just say you know what let's uh not really it's it's true no, sure, no, no, though right. we've for real yeah and uh these people know exactly what we're talking about it's not yeah. a fucking big surprise but i mean uh and
2: from going on the road and well and having a lot of that happen when we show up at a lot of the shows and we've met a lot of the promoters and made those one-to-one connections now. So we've been able to mm-hmm. book the yes. shows. We've been able to meet the people and we've been able to, when we plan the next runs, we know who to talk to in the city. Exactly. We've got we enough runs
1: now where it's, it's almost not necessary, at least in Ontario <laughs> to use a booking agent because we've yeah. made enough of a connection living down South here now in Ontario that uh, we can take care of a lot of it ourselves. But in the beginning, we didn't know anybody here, so we were just, you know, reaching out to whoever yeah. would uh, provide the best opportunities, and I think we have definitely learned, and uh, I think we can mostly do most of our stuff ourselves now.
0: No, that's a good way to be. When you say down south, are you talking about you guys moving from Thunder Bay to St. Catharines?
3: Yeah,
2: yeah. We've only been here in down south or in St. Catharines uh-huh. for just over a year. We moved in October of last yeah. year. Mm-hmm. We've been in for two and something years now. Two and a half, yeah. Two and a half. So, we, yeah, we started in Thunder Bay, which is like 1,600 kilometers <laughs> up north. Right. Uh, and, yeah, really fucking far away. And we so we moved down here to be more centrally located for the band. Mm-hmm.
1: It's just way too hard. When when As soon as the first year was kind of coming around, like we'd been a band for just about a year, and we knew that the next step was touring. Mm-hmm. After we did our first run, we realized, holy shit, that's expensive. We had to drive like, two, days. Uh-huh. two days away just to get Yeah, you. we lost half a week just like driving, right? I mean, so like two gas. And yeah, and by the time you blow all your money on gas and food and hotels, we just said it's not, it's not worth it to uh, continue living up north. Plus, when you're up north, I mean, there's there's like the few good venues in town and stuff, and we love those venues that are kind of what uh, helped us build our band. But at the same time, it's you get to a point where you can't you know you can only play two or three venues in town and well, they, so yeah you, like you, yeah exactly you do it so, over and
2: over and over again yeah you got to try to if you want to try to move on you got to try to take it to you know a bigger market the bigger stage
1: yeah and it just it made sense and uh we didn't expect the whole band to be on board but everybody was everybody was <laughs> gun ho and ready to go so yeah we, we packed it all up and came down here and uh southern ontario for the most part has been pretty good to us i think i mean it was definitely the first few months were, were hard. Mm-hmm. We were just learning learning who we were here and whether or not people were <coughs> going to accept us or like us or even you know, I mean, because we're just invaders coming into someone else's... <laughs> they don't really yeah. they don't fucking know us anything here. right? And we, we were worried about that. But, you know, after a while of playing around a lot and kind of uh, talking and networking and just making friends we've found... Yeah, we've we definitely made some really cool friends out here and I think we're excited to see where we go next with... Uh, the scene down here.
0: Absolutely. So you did exactly what all pop punk bands talk about, and you got out of your hometown, and you moved right the fuck out.
3: Yep. There's nice. another cliche you can
1: add to the <laughs> list. <Yeah. laughs> it's we not actually a cliche did. for no reason, I guess.
0: Right. Right. You do it.
1: It's, it's really. I mean, we didn't. It's not, we didn't like move to a huge city or anything. The no. city we live in is like the same size yeah. city as where we moved oh, from. Sure. But yeah. A lot more convenient. It's like an hour here. outside of Toronto, and what we're half hour from the New York border. Okay. Super close to everything major, you know, GTA wise <laughs> down here, which is general Toronto area. Instead of 15 hours. Yeah. Right, so yeah. We, can get, we can get in the car and do like a weekend tour, you know, just a bumming around Ontario or Quebec or wherever. We can come just, back home at night and go to sleep in our Oh, yeah. Night. It's great. Yeah. We, yeah
2: uh, you can be, yeah, you can play with like four or five shows in four or five different cities every night and go come home and, and, and sleep at your house. And we all pretty much live in a house together, so it makes it really easy.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Now you mentioned being close to New York. Is it a plan for yours maybe in 2018 to come down here and do a tour?
1: Um, yeah, that's definitely in the in the plans. We're uh we won't say too much on our plans for, you know, our touring route in 2018 just to kind of keep uh, a little secret. Be, well, a little yeah. bit of uh, We have we definitely have some plans coming up this year that nice. I think people are going people are going to be excited about kind of once Summertime rolls around and we uh, okay. start sort of announcing some stuff. So, yeah, we're uh, I, there's definitely a good chance, though, that uh, the States could be, could be on the uh, horizon for us very soon.
0: Very nice. Yeah, I mean, when I look at your history, which you would consider relatively brief, you know, getting together in 2015, now it being almost the end of 2017, you've had three releases so far, you've been touring. It seems like you don't stop, really.
1: No, I mean we're we're not getting any younger. We're all like almost thirty, right? So yeah. I mean Some of us are thirty and we're
2: yeah, like, thirty you can't because if you stop people are gonna forget about
1: you and if you, like
2: what if you like why did you give up why do you leave the hometown if you're down here and you gave
1: up everything to do it.
2: Right. You That's have to give sure it your that. all and, and push with everything everything you have, right? And
1: pop punk is relevant again right now, so we gotta hit it while it's hot. Right you never know if time. it's gonna fizzle back off into, you know, that kind of suburbatory was there for a few years. So we're trying to hit that market strong right now. And uh I mean also outside of that we're not massive Yeah, we are a pop punk band anyway, anyway, it's just very convenient. It worked out but like the right the thing is it's like we uh what what the fuck else are we doing here, right? I mean we don't really have I mean we have girlfriends and jobs here but that's it. Like we don't have anything else really going on. This is our hobby. This is our pastime. So I mean when we're not working...
2: The job's just to support the band. Yeah,
1: and then we just go hard with the band. So, I mean, we're... Right. We, luckily, it's, it's not like everyone else has crazy lives going on down here. This is our life down here. So, we're, uh, it's easy to uh, put the band first in a lot of scenarios.
0: Yeah, that sounds really good. You know, you just mentioned the resurgence of pop punk. And we did a review of the brand new EP you guys have, Make It Work. And we right. said... For right now, and I think it's gonna last for the rest of the year. One of the best pop punk releases of the entire year.
3: Thank you so much,
2: man. We couldn't great. believe that when we heard yeah. that, especially. Cause so I'm funny. like, I'm like, this thing's, I'm like, fuck, this thing's called Ian hates everything, <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I'm like, this dude is gonna fucking, oh, <laughs> oh that's just so rip funny. Us. And then Bryce actually <laughs> sent it to the group, and he's like, holy shit. Like, this, listen Listen to the review this guy gave us.
1: Well, it's funny, because I've seen you pop up on, uh, you tagged us on, like, Twitter or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was like, oh, okay. Let's see. <laughs> and I am listening, like, the first hour, and you guys were pretty ruthless to a lot of really big bands. <laughs> yeah, we can be. Oh, my fucking God. They're going to rip us apart. And then I'm sitting there, and I'm just—I wasn't even gonna tell the guys if you were just gonna be mean,
3: right? I was just like, yeah. He's gonna hurt yeah. our
1: feelings, And all and Then the <laughs> very cool review, and we're super stoked. You definitely get what we're going for, so that there uh, yeah. oh, was a relief awesome. on us.
2: Fuck, oh, I got it. Oh, oh shit. we got a really
1: funny story. <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta
2: tell you a story about this. Okay, so when you, uh, when you, Bryce, <laughs> oh, yeah. when you Bryce was listening to you do the review, yeah, and so he took his phone and just took a video of his computer recording the review mm-hmm. and so he sent it to us in the group and i was i just put it on i was at work and i put it on and i was listening to it i was like holy shit i was like this is really really good so i forwarded it to two people i forwarded it to my girlfriend and to my mom okay <laughs> uh my mom's couple minutes goes by she sends it back she's like oh really cool and then like an hour goes by and my girlfriend sends it back and she's like who the fuck took that video and I'm like, it's not a, a video. I'm like, he's just recording. Like, It was just this guy's pod, a, a review. Yeah. Uh, and she's like, no, like seriously, who took the video? And I was like, it's not a video. And she's like, <laughs> did you watch that all the way to the end? <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit, shit, shit. And I went back and I watched it all about us, the album, Pop Punk release of the year and everything like that. And then Bryce here just... Flips, like, flips out his fucking nuts, <laughs> <laughs> and I sent this thing to my fucking mom. Right.
3: My mom and, mom like and all... my girlfriend. there's like the fifteen
1: seconds at the end. I'm just yeah. sitting there flopping my nuts at the camera. All this raving review going on uh. in the background, and then yeah, I'm in the bathroom and I hear. <laughs> I'm like, what's wrong? He's like, I just sent that to my fucking mom, man. <laughs> so funny. Oh, geez. so yeah, oh. my mom's cool, those thankfully. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry for all your listeners. This isn't going to be a regular show.
0: Believe me, they are used to it. But look, I think you guys just gave me the new best way to promote, is I'll just talk really good about an album, and then some guy's nuts can be flapping in the background. Just send that out to everyone.
2: You, can, you want to use my nuts? Yeah. <laughs> you ruin some poor mother's life with every good review, yeah.
0: then you've done
2: yourself a good job.
0: We do very well with the mom market.
2: <laughs> I can get my mom the right one She's pretty cool She worked the Door At our show in Thunder Bay Oh very nice Door in June Oh shit, that's right that We didn't have anybody And there's still people Coming in the door we went to play and, Like my mom Just fucking hopped on the door And started taking cash And exit hands and was <laughs> Checking IDs
0: Very nice And I do yeah. want to warn people Who are listening There is some lag And I also want to tell you guys too The video is kind of stalling A little bit every once in a while Just so people are aware
1: is there a video that people are
0: seeing too? No, no, no. This is just us.
1: Oh,
3: okay.
0: good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jesus <laughs>
1: gonna, we, had, we had our balls <laughs> out. Oh, yeah.
0: I mean, that story was amazing, by the way. But then also, <laughs> it is funny that I do get the response that, oh, people see the title of the show and they think, oh, it's just Ian hates on everything. But most of the time we do talk about things that I love. That's the whole point of the show, especially these conversations. I never have anyone on the show that I don't like. Why would I want to talk to anyone that I don't like? True. Yeah,
2: that's uh, good. Well, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't. Mean, for air <laughs> We're honored. Yeah.
0: I've been looking forward to this. I wasn't sure you guys would even be available. I've had people on from Canada, but a lot of times it's hard to sync up and be able to actually do it.
1: We don't really have anything
0: going
1: on. <laughs> <worldwide>. <laughs> Not a whole lot really. Like, you, you want to talk tomorrow, too? Just give us yeah. a shout <laughs> out. You really, don't have really to do anything. Got, I mean, I stay up late. I mean, yeah. you can call me later if you want. <laughs> you just want, you <laughs> ever just want to talk or anything? You, you don't even have to be to radio text?
0: Text? Yeah, I can see uh, my
5: number. or <laughs> like, where are you going? You know. Hey, group chat going.
0: I got to say, I need everyone's personal phone numbers at the end of this. And then also, just come on and be co hosts from now on. Absolutely. I think when this whole thing's over, we
2: should get an apartment together. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come down to Boston.
1: Dude, where's your, where's
0: your Boston accent? Yeah, holy shit. I'm an Air Force brat, so when I awesome. was young, I've had three different high school, countless middle schools, so traveling all over the world, so I have no accent.
1: We were that's expecting, cool. like, you know, fucking... You guys music. are wicked awesome. Yeah. You guys are fucking... <laughs> kind of hard to hear you guys, but you're fucking great. Like, we are just waiting for this, like, yeah. hard Boston accent interview, but that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I know. You guys
0: did a much better one than I could ever do.
1: Part of our thing here on tour is making fun of various accents from around the world. We're going to kill time somehow.
2: And we have one. We know we do. There's a tiny bit. Yeah, like it's not like bad, but we know there's a Canadian accent for sure.
1: If we're drinking, it absolutely comes out. It comes out. We should have gotten drunk. No, that (laughs) would have been. Absolutely not. I don't need Pete calling us later. (laughs) And a real fun chat. (laughs) uh, The label uh, owner
3: over at Manicat Records.
0: Well, you know, on that note, how has Manicat been? Because I know they're a smaller, almost like indie punk label, and they're just starting out kind of as well. So how did that go for you with the whole deciding to sign with them, and then how have they been with supporting you guys?
1: Um, Manicat overall is a really great group of people, and they, I think they have a strong vision in mind of where they want to be. Mm-hmm. And then, like obviously they're still in the beginning stages and it was cool for us to be able to hop on board during uh, the building of the label. right Now that we kind of know, I think what we're uh, you know what it, it was great for them too just because uh, you know it's a young fresh band that's kind of eager and really excited to sort of get their music out there. So I think uh, as a team, we've there's definitely been some beneficial uh, parts for both parties. so I mean we don't regret it all spending time with those guys the last couple of years they're uh they're super super good people I and mean, it's the, the difficult part is being in another country right it's hard to navigate just you know touring or releasing stuff or you know and there's the exchange rate and a lot of stuff so it's just, worth
2: so much more than ours yeah
1: it's, it's gotcha. i mean there's definitely been a lot of things that were a pain in the ass but overall it was a really positive experience in man and Cat, and we uh we're really excited for them in the future. they got a lot of cool bands coming up. They've been talking about signing. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're, uh, if they keep uh, going at, the, uh, at least the, the, the pace they're going, they could definitely uh, be a pretty cool label here in a few years, that's for
0: sure. Very cool. Well, let's talk about Make It Work, because obviously I do love that EP so much. And I've been familiar with your past work as well with Call It Like It Is. And then I also then found out about the EP as well from before. There's been, you know, a significant change, I think, in your style between, you know, your first two releases and now Make It Work. How did that kind of come about for you guys?
1: So uh, when I first started kind of writing music with Chris, Mm -hmm. uh, we we were in the the earlier stages of the band. We were kind of, I guess it, it sort of reflects our life and what we were listening to it the band we were kind of more into that easy core vibe i guess more like uh i don't know chunk no cap and chunk or oh, really? like carousel, carousel kings was our huge influence on in a lot of our first batch of songs like uh yeah. runner up in 20 years and stuff were definitely carousel king influence and it's funny because i met those guys about a year ago mm-hmm. and uh, they were playing in and i went up to them and i was like man you're like the reason i started this band man <laughs> and I was, he's like that's cool and then somebody pulled away, and it just, I just looked like a fangirl. I didn't even get to tell him with a band or anything. But uh, it was like, I had, like, four drinks, too. So yeah. it was, man, yeah, you're, like, the reason I play music, man. But, uh, no. Uh, that was a good show. That was a cool show. But, um, yeah, definitely in the beginning, we were... I think most people say that we were kind of more of a yellow card influence in the first uh, sure. batch of songs. And then with Call It Like it Is I always like to tell people that record is kind of like a clusterfuck of us just trying to figure out what we wanted to play musically the first right. the first EP we just needed fucking songs to release right right so i mean we banging out songs every few jams and uh those were kind of the ones that were uh, the ones that were sticking with us and then uh, once Call like it is rolled around we were just like it's still a very experimental like the recordings are all over the place and right. like we're not we, we like that album for what it is of being a chapter of the band but I mean we're not nearly as proud of it as what make it work is to us. Um, I think with make it work we focused in really hard and kind of decided well, we found our sound I guess that's just, right. that's the best way of putting it. We knew what we we were way more laser focused in on what we wanted to be with what our sound was with call like it is that we were more just trying to test out things and see what works. You know, do we want to be poppier? Do we want to be heavier? Do we want to be faster? Do we want to be slower? Who knows, right? That's, that's why that record's kind of all over the place. But uh, yeah, we definitely, uh, I think, zeroed it in with uh, with our last release.
0: Yeah, and I would even say zeroing it in for Make It Work still has a lot of different influences, not only from pop punk, but I do hear a little bit of easy core there. There's melodic pop punk. There's some even some post-hardcore, I would say, oh, yeah. in the new EP as well.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. There's so many influences. I mean, we're all we're all huge fans of all those genres. So I mean, like for me, it's funny when you mentioned on your uh, your show there that In Her Own Words is like a huge influence on me. And right. as soon as you mentioned that, it kind of reminded you of that. I'm like, yeah, that's exactly what I want to hear. <laughs> that's nice. I was listening because they just put out an album last year, and yep. uh, a huge influence on a lot of my writing too. And uh, Chris is. Uh, kind of into a way more of like the uh, technical riff type stuff. So we hear a lot of like the cool pull-off type riffs on the EP. That A lot of that's Chris's work. That's I'm kind of more into the uh, melodic, structure parts of songs. I'm just trying to kind of make songs not follow the pop-punk-by-numbers type uh, rule you hear in a lot of releases.
0: No, that's a good way to look at it. And you did bring up the writing process. How do you guys get together? and write and also how did the writing change based on the previous releases to make it work
1: make it work there's a lot of bands <laughs> like you, there's like a rule usually that collectively you're not supposed to write as a band because it's too many cooks in the kitchen right sure. right so you kind of always get like a clusterfuck in the end usually the best we find in, anyways is one one writer goes off writes the song comes back teaches it to the band and then you tweak it and make it you know what the song turns into ah with this ep though it was honestly like a, a collective effort of uh a few members like kind of because what happened with the yeah, all right for instance the singles off of this album uh colder and uh see-through yep chris chris and i uh wrote the music for it and and we together. just we we just you know like one time i had a, a riff uh for um see-through and i was just kind of fucking around with it in the basement and devin goes man i've been hearing you play that riff for like a month let's just make it into something so i yeah. got Chris down <laughs> and then we just kind of hashed out the music for it and then we basically hand a finished song to carrie and say all right fill in the blanks right? right it was the same process with colder um the second music video but then like uh a couple of the other songs uh like open windows i uh had written just on a night of whiskey and being sad so uh-huh. i mean like it all depends on how the song kind of comes, and we don't really force it. So, like if it happens, it happens, and if not, we leave it and we come back to it later. So, but I mean, with these songs, there's definitely more of a theme, as you can tell with the record. Uh, it was that's why I, I do like to say that it is kind of a concept EP. Just uh, it does follow the theme of us moving down here and sort of, uh, you know, deciding what our lives are now and kind of where we want to go and uh, things that have sort of happened over the past year.
0: Yeah, and by the way, "Open Windows" is my absolute favorite track from the EP. <laughs> I fucking told you that. that yeah, we've heard that single. a lot. Yeah, we've heard that I've a lot.
1: I told everybody it should have been the second single, and then <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then colder comes back from the mixing guy, and uh, we're like, oh man, that sounds like Amberland. Yeah. That's fucking sweet. <laughs> and yeah. then we, yeah, so uh, hey, back. Man. I don't remember. You can go ahead. <laughs> um,
2: with okay. colder. Yeah, it was good. It was. We didn't know that that was going to be the second single until we got it back and we actually heard it. But that was the closest of any of the songs that we've written. That There's two funny things about it. One is that it, we kind of did work on that one together a few times against the regular formula that we do. And it really, really worked out. And also that, at least in my mind, like that was the last song that was written for the EP. And right up until that i didn't know what it was going to be nobody really knew what it was going to be and i kind of like i really i don't i don't want to say i thought it was going to be a weak song but i did not have any idea it was going to be that powerful song that it was right because it was the last it was the last song to come together we wrote subjective at the end of last summer when we came back from our first tour mm-hmm. so the writing for this span such a long time that "Cold" didn't come all the way full circle to the very end and it wound up being, like, I fucking love that song yeah. so much. We just played
1: it live for the first time, like, fucking last Friday. Yeah, it was the like, first we, time we <laughs> did it live. Because <laughs> we like, it's, cause were sitting there, it was, like, three days before the, a show we were going to play, and we are like, fuck, man, we just put a music video out for this. We should probably play this song. We had to
2: figure good. out a way to tighten it up and uh, play it live. But and it felt so goddamn good.
1: Yeah, we're definitely up for debate now between what the next single is going to be, whether... Uh, so if you guys are leaning towards uh, colder or not colder, uh, open windows, and if you guys are leaning towards uh, shot down, it, uh. it depends on if you want to go the really moody route or if you right. want to go really uh, poppy route, right? <laughs> I moody mean, songs in their way, but uh, shot down kind of has the the hook, right. and uh, and open windows kind of has the feels. So I guess it really all depends. Whatever happens naturally, we'll just go with that. And we've, it's in the past, it's always uh, been good, good to us. So. We'll kind of sit around one night, and we'll take a band vote, and then yep. that'll be it.
0: Oh, so it is a democratic process, then? Uh,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah every
2: <laughs> <time>. Except there's <laughs> six of us, so sometimes we break yeah. here.
0: What is the tiebreaker normally, then?
2: Well, it's going to be you, I guess.
0: Look, when you said whiskey and sad, I automatically just went for that.
1: Open okay. windows, boys. Yeah. There we go. It's <laughs> like that's a single. But, uh,
0: sad and depressing, that's my thing.
1: Yeah, it's... It's hard with that EP, because every time I, I put it on front to back, whatever song I'm listening to, I think is my favorite. Yeah, so yeah. it's hard for me to, uh, honestly, if, like, as soon as the second one comes on, I'm like, oh, no, actually, this is my yeah. favorite right. song. As soon as every song that progresses through, I'm like, no, nah, this has got to be the one. And I just, like I so much more now that it's on the EP. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. like going to hear it recorded. I think my probably my favorite's probably see-through. We put that one out last, as a music video last... Uh, February. February, yeah, we... Uh, We had one of our buddies from up north come down and shoot our Mm -hmm. music video with us. And uh, we had this, like, really cool, kind of almost like what we did with the video (laughs) we just put out. But we wanted to sort of do this sort of weird living room light setup kind of thing. And uh, the problem was, like, LED lights kind of don't really show up on DSLRs, Um, right? They flicker really weird and shit. So we ended up going a super minimalist route and just putting some lamps in the room. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, that video is our most viewed video right now. Mm. So um, people it's, it's cool. Now it's only recently we started like playing that at shows. And when they kind of hear the intro start, people start sort of cheering and then getting excited for it. So that's a good feeling. That just started happening. And that's really, really cool. Yeah. Very nice.
0: Now, would you guys, since this is kind of a concept, would you guys ever do the EP front to back at a show?
1: Absolutely. I think, yeah, we, uh, Mm -hmm. we do our sets really. That's actually one of the reasons I think that we, people do uh tend to respond to us at uh, shows is we don't do an average kind of set i guess in like you know bring your set list out yeah. or some songs off the cuff we uh, we write our sets like for like a, a run of like you know maybe 20 shows like months in advance and uh so we we kind of do this thing where we transition every song from beginning to end so if we're doing like a 10 song set yeah there's no there's no breathing room. Every song kind of flows together, almost like a story, so it's sort of all connects. And uh, we also run a pretty, uh, a pretty cool light show off of like uh, all our kits and our cabs and everything. All sort of run like synchronized lights, so it sort of follows our live set as well. It's our live set's definitely our our coolest part about seeing the band. I mean, if you're gonna. Like the the EP is really cool. We're super Mm -hmm. stoked. People are responding to it. But I think uh, to really appreciate Rival Town, uh, seeing us live is probably the best way to do it because we Mm -hmm. we put a lot of uh, effort into our live show.
0: Well, I'm definitely hoping to. That's for sure. So you guys are saying when you stream through those 10 tracks, you're not taking a break in between to talk about how bad Donald Trump is?
1: No,
3: (laughs) no. What's going on? (laughs) <laughs> the thing is,
1: We don't, we don't, uh, we don't do the stage no, banter None thing. of us are good at stage <laughs> banter. After our first couple of shows, we're sitting there like, fuck, man. We were watching like videos and stuff back, and we're, like, we're just awkward. Yeah. So we uh, we just sort of realized that uh, Dead Air is kind of... Unless you're that type of band, if you're like Blink or one of those types of <clears throat> bands that can bullshit between the songs, then right. you know that's a gift. But we found that uh, Dead Air was kind of uh, worse for us than anything else, so we... Literally, as soon as we have like little breaks for members in each part of Mm -hmm. the set, so like uh, Chris needs to tune, he knows his uh, time will be at this part of the set. If I got a tune, and
4: Jared will still be hitting a key in the back, so it's kind of you know, there's
1: never like silence. It's always (laughs) like progressing along, and we've actually having a keyboard player, like having Jared on
2: keys, helps keep everything able to really moving. He can can hit tracks
1: or lights or anything, and it just keeps things you know progressing. It adds
2: that whole like so there's, many more levels tra- to the transition line,
1: so. yeah transitions are like they could either
4: be like 30 seconds or say, talking court, a chord yeah a half, yeah right or yeah. a chord yeah, like,
2: yeah you guys have blown out strings before and jared and i just had to keep it going you know and you have that luxury be to, like to have that fill in because you have a guy on keys right which not every pop band
1: has yeah we we have a very strong uh rule that there's no set list really allowed on stage <laughs> if we can't we we play the set like in the dark. At home until it's so tight and we know it so well that no one even has to think about it, right? Wow. So like we've been playing relatively the same set since the uh, summer tours, and now we're kind of just changing it up for the fall and winter runs. But um, mostly, like if we leave the house, we know exactly what's being played and what, where the jumping parts are, where the dancing parts are, where the the moody parts are. Everything <laughs> is like carefully thought out, so we uh, we put a lot of uh, effort into that for sure
0: yeah that sounds really great so who had the idea at the beginning to film yourselves you know playing live and then watch it back to critique yourselves because i'm sure that was tough as fuck
3: i no,
1: know just people would just fucking tag us on facebook oh, and shit. okay yeah, yeah. you just got to look at it you know everyone else is looking and at it, then and then we're like, sitting there at oh, the home and like, like oh chris you fucking idiot you're a <laughs> you stupid fucking and then like we even just like realized that you know and the, and the worst part is Jordan and Carrie are so bad at stage banter. <laughs> There's like our very first show we played. Carrie's gotten way better. Oh, you know, Carrie can talk. At, man, at leading into songs and Jordan, stuff like Jordan that. Jordan's dick story. Oh but god, Jordan,
2: god. yeah, Jordan's
5: dick story. Like <laughs> the
2: first
1: few shows. Yes, oh my god,
5: I forgot about that. Bro, yeah, we
1: gave stop. Jordan like free range of the mic the first few sets <laughs> oh, to like kind of talk, and he's so embarrassing. <laughs> and he'll argue that all his friends thought it was great and everything, but it was so embarrassing we were playing this like this our first show had a huge turnout for us because we uh, we kind of uh, released like everything at once (laughs) Mm -hmm. and sort of announced the band and then like literally the following Friday we had a show booked and everything so it was like it was very calculated how we announced the band but uh, we let Jordan because originally we didn't have this transition type stuff so we would you know hey Bryce after this song you talk hey Jordan after that song you talk and Jordan goes on like a fucking three minute rant about his about his dick being numb and, like, uh, it felt really weird, and he sat on it funny. Yeah. And my parents, like, flew, like, 16 hours to come to this fucking <laughs> show. I'm sitting there wanting to just kill myself. Everybody's <laughs> parents
2: and shit are there. Yeah, and
1: afterwards, we're like, Jordan, that was, like, the <coughs> dumbest thing you've ever said. Fuck <laughs> you, man. All my friends said it was the best part of the show. <laughs> 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 it was
3: absolutely. But, yeah. Uh, no, it was. just sitting there, like. <laughs> he uh- shuts right off
1: now. He doesn't say a word during <laughs> the set. There's so no time. Like, right. Yeah, we don't nobody really talks except for Carrie, unless it's like Carrie's, you know, having a drink or something, and one of us just chimes in and says, go pick up a CD or something, so I mean, mostly now, it's, uh, well, we don't really give ourselves much room for banter, you know, we do the occasional, hey, we're rival town, and, uh, you know, check out the other bands playing, and uh, go pick pick up some merch, so it's not really a whole lot of banter in the set.
0: Yeah, I guess that totally makes sense, and then you did mention, you know, merch and everything. Do you guys go back and talk to fans there? Is that where you're more a little bit like this? Like, we're having a back and forth here?
3: Yeah,
1: yeah. It's, uh, I mean, it's, we're really, we're really casual. We're not super intimidating people at all.
3: <laughs> like, I mean, no. <laughs> more often
1: than not, you're going to know where we are. We're going to either be the ones with, like, fast food rappers around <laughs> us, or we're yeah, just, yeah, yeah, we're, yeah. we're really, really relaxed dudes, and we, uh, there's no rock stars in this band at all. Like, even even if you know the stars align and we got big or some shit like that we're we're just super down to earth people we all remember being those kids at those shows and we were younger just wishing you could go talk to one of the bands and then right. seeing like, them blow you off or be really cool and that you know a few times when you're like you know a teenager and you go talk to one of your favorite bands that shit sticks with you forever true those are always big moments for you like oh that time i met blah 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 when i was a kid it was so cool and and then there's other times where I have met like people I really looked up to, and they turned into huge dicks at shows. So I mean, you always, you always want to be the band that uh, you know people go home and go, holy fuck, you know those Rival Town guys, they're they're really down to earth and they uh, they love doing what they do. So that's uh, we take a lot of pride in that. We were uh, uh, we played a show
2: last summer uh, in Windsor, Ontario, just across the bridge from Detroit there, mm-hmm. and uh, it was like fucking like 37 <clears throat> degrees, which is Probably sounds like it's super cold, but it's actually really hot. Um, and it was, uh, it was so worst. hot, but it, it was like uh, I can't remember what the cover was. It was like five or six something at the door, but people kept pouring in. There was this crazy show going on. It was a two-floor bar. There was crazy show going on, on the first floor, and ours was on the second. People kept filing in, but right before we played, me and I was somebody else, but we opened up the mm-hmm, windows. Yeah. And we started yelling out on the road. We're like, "Fuck it, show's free. Just come inside. <laughs> fucking come on up, party." So let's just have a good time right And a bunch of that was wild we yeah. never played that night we met a lot of really cool people and a lot of really fun i remember like just like yelling down on the side people just looking up just being like just come on up and party it's free and, and just just meeting a lot of really really cool people and seeing a lot of really cool faces
1: well, the more you you know you leave a, a lasting impression with people that's positive the more likely they're gonna tell their friends about you they're gonna come to your shows yeah. next time i mean it's how you build a the a only scene way. and an audience for right. your band, right? So, I mean, we are uh, we definitely don't want to, uh, you know, uh, ever piss anybody off. And uh, I think one thing, like, that we can't stand, even when we play with other bands, and it's happened in the past, we don't, like, a rock star mentality of up-and-coming bands is the worst thing you can do for yourself, and all you're going to do is alienate yourself in a scene. Yeah. We've we played with bands where it's we come in and they have this, attitude about them that they uh you know you guys can't fucking use the green room you guys can't blah 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 you guys can't blah 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 right and right. we're sitting there and, well i mean okay you need five opening bands to bring anybody to your show man so i mean you're not you're not a rock star yet sorry like if if you can't pack a venue without having a shitload of opening bands then you're not a rock star and uh when <laughs> you know realize that you still got a long way to go like us so that's why we try to be the easiest to work with we we do have kind of a complicated setup just with all our lights and shit. So we try to be super super easy going with sound guys because we realize that that can be a, a nightmare for a sound guy mm-hmm. when you have one of these bands with a very specific backline. Right. So like we try to be really accommodating and just you know basically suck the sound guys dick so they're not super Usually mad at the, us at the end of the night. Backline every show. Yeah, yeah. we we try and backline all our gigs and let all, every band use our gear and shit. Nice. And we just We'd be super... Just you know,
4: cause we have lights like on the cabs, too, right? So it makes everything easier with our show.
1: Yeah, yeah. and you just want people to kind of... Uh, you want their impression of you to be always positive, too, especially because you're not... You can't make animes when the music scene is at the, the state that it's in right now. So, yeah. I mean, <laughs> definitely, uh do our best to uh, make sure people look at us in a positive way and remember us as a band that's uh, easy to work with.
0: Absolutely. Do you guys have a story like that from when you were kids, seeing a band that you loved and had that really positive experience? Anything that like stood out to you? yeah,
2: yeah. I was gonna mm-hmm. say the negative one. I just wrote yeah, yeah. About
0: You, you know, you can do the negative one too.
1: One, <laughs> I'm yeah. sure they're not gonna be listening in. But I mean, no, no, no. They're, uh... Yeah, it's all of a sudden you get one of the, like Mariana's trenches. Yeah. Yeah, I heard you guys on the uh, yeah, Ian fucking... hates everything. ever. you're never <laughs> gonna
2: work in this town again. <laughs> but,
1: um, I've had uh, yeah. I mean, lots of times. I mean, even like uh, there used to be a really popular band in Canada. You might you should even check them out if you're into our stuff. They're actually really big influences on uh, Christianized guitar playing. A band called Ten Second Epic. Sure. Used yeah. to Yeah, be up here in Canada, and they were phenomenal musicians and just really, really cool people. And I remember seeing them when I was a kid a few times. I'm only like 16, 17, and these guys are kind of in their 20s, and they're, you know, they're living my dream. And uh, I went to a couple of shows, and they were always like, they're just so eager to just come out and talk to fans and take pictures and hang out after shows and stuff. And I remember that being, that's kind of one of the first few bands that I, I remember going, holy shit, I want to do that one day. I really want to, you know, connect with people and, even if they don't like your band <clears throat> making friends in the music scene is super cool because right. at some point you're gonna need a fucking couch to crash on <laughs> in some city that you're not familiar with and it's always nice to have friends right 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 but yeah i think all of us have met bands uh, that we've looked up to and i mean um, it's yeah you guys go ahead i don't know what stories you have
2: i was in a band i was like 16 or 17 it was in a screw so it was like early 2000s a screamo band Nice, like, like, just trying to like sound just like a on fire. I love it. <laughs> we did so. Uh, we got to play. I'm actually looking at the fucking poster of it right now, which is like why it's always so easy to remember. But we opened for Lay Dying. Uh, they came through Thunder Bay. It was an offshoot of like they, there was like the Taste of the Taste of Chaos tour. Was oh yeah, yeah. Yep. They were playing like a headlining show between like Winnipeg and Toronto. So we got to open for them. But at the show was like all like a bunch of fucking people from taste of chaos or so like the guys from atreyu were there the fucking dudes from deftones were there oh nice so like they were watching the fucking show and like we go we got to meet them briefly mm-hmm. um, it was just like such a cool experience because it was just like hey man how's it going it was like i remember only being like 17 and being convinced that night that i was like that's the night i'm gonna make it like <laughs> <we're in> there <laughs> uh, but no like they're just super 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 nice super cool dudes and I uh, uh, actually, the fact that uh, Buddy from As I Lay Dying wound up in jail and like I we drove him to McDicks to get a couple McDoubles. Right. <laughs> but I, God, shit. He wound up in prison for trying to
0: get somebody to murder his wife. Yep. So that's some pretty fucked up shit. Don't worry, he's out now. Everything's good.
2: Out now, <laughs> yeah. and he's got like another band, and apparently a mean set of titties. Yeah. The, <laughs> yeah. Wow.
0: He's, he has a book deal. He has everything going for him, and he's restarting as I lay dying.
2: Yeah, of course he is.
0: Everything works out well for people that try and murder people, so it's great.
2: Yeah, of course,
0: right? of course.
1: <laughs> 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 happened a lot. Who was that guy? Uh, the guy from Escape the Fate when he came back. Ronnie Radke. Yeah, I did the same. Thing right then got big again after the murder and jail. Shit.
2: Anybody from, didn't the drummer from ACDC try to do, do, do some weird shit? And yeah, he real, like right? tried to have his wife kill killed or something.
0: Oh uh, yeah, man, I remember a
1: couple years ago, yeah. 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 People that's gotta weird. stop with that stuff.
0: Yeah, well, like everyone's just gonna don't get married.
1: Yeah,
0: if you're in the music business, just don't get married. Or if you have a
2: tendency to think maybe you might want to like help people, <laughs> said, like maybe. Maybe just being alone is the best. <laughs> like Get a nice place out in the woods and right. like good satellite package.
0: Yeah, enjoy some yeah. whiskey, some sadness, and open windows.
2: That's <laughs> exactly it. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> whiskey and sadness. Yeah, so man. Exactly. Part of this band. <laughs> Poetry.
0: <laughs> well, on that kind of note, there too of just getting started with previous bands as well. How did each one of you actually want to do this in the first place? Like, how'd you know that this style of music was for you?
4: For me, I've I've been just listening to it for a long time, mostly. Yeah. Then I met Bryce, who's my best friend. (laughs) Oh, he's not. (laughs) (laughs) Best friend. Uh, I I, I tried getting, uh, like, I never really got into the music scene when I was younger. I I played a lot of music and, like, took lessons and stuff like that, Mm. and just never really met the right people until I met these dudes. Right. And now I'm twenty, 20, 28, and I've been in my first band for only two years. So
0: nice. Oh, it was earlier, but you that know. is an
1: interesting fact of Rival Town yeah, is yeah, that yeah. three members have never played in bands before.
0: Wow, that's not normal. No, yeah. well, I've,
1: I've been playing guitar
4: since I was ten, and then I met them when I was what twenty-six, and yeah. then finally got my first
1: band.
2: Wow. So, yeah in eighth or ninth band. Yeah, years. I know, but like serious ones <laughs> Three sure, members on
1: of the way. band have had the stereotype past of being in 20 bands each. Right, right. Failing forever, and then three members just got to hop on the coattail of everyone's failed, you know, and learning, and then, yeah.
2: Ride the river of tears. Yeah,
1: but... uh yeah, thanks for that, by the way. Carrie, oh, Ker- Jared, and Chris have all, yeah, never been in bands before this. They've wow. all, they're all like, you know, big music guys, but like they've never really actively played in any music scene. So yeah. that's why there's definitely a learning curve for every, all those guys just kind of trying to figure out, you know, their stage presence and mm-hmm. their how to how to run their rigs properly and their gear and kind of figure out, you know, how they, uh, their, their sound. <laughs> uh, my, my first show, I was like, I, I was like a tree. I didn't even. <laughs> oh, yeah. Gary <laughs> stood perfectly still. I've grown big. a lot
3: since. Not in height, though. Not in no. height, <laughs>
1: just for all the ladies out there chris is five foot two <laughs> and um, three quarters <laughs> ah there you go <laughs> yeah know but now it's like which is funny because like we we five get quarters. one of the compliments we get a lot is our uh our uh, stage presence and uh energeticness right like we we move around a fucking lot yeah and uh, we usually come off the stage just drenched and like for three guys that like the first like three or four shows just stood still Like, now these dudes are like, Jared, our keyboard player goes harder than everybody in the band. Yeah. It's like, remember, like, you know, uh, I'm assuming you're an under oath
0: fan. Oh, of course.
1: He he takes a lot of influence from there. Ah, sure. And he's just, like, fucking mental on stage. And he's always got, like, hard whiplash after shows. His neck's all, like, fucked up and everything. I swear he needs a key No, I
0: don't don't think that. Do it.
2: I still go hard, just not as, like, as much as I used to, because even only going, like, well, actually, no, I'd probably still go as hard as I used to. It just hurts way, way, way more.
0: You guys actually have recovery periods now after a show.
2: Oh. Days and days. After we come back from tours, yeah, it's fucking brutal.
0: Jeez. Now, I guess that is a question. So if you guys are dealing with aches and pains, Carrie, how is your voice? Do you do anything for your voice before and after you do a show?
1: Anything at all yeah. to warm up or prepare for it? <laughs> the question was, was you tell voice, the entire nation was my
5: voice okay? You might, yeah, I'm able really get a sore voice from uh, children
4: like that. He, he does take um, it, what with the Fisherman Friends take before you sing, right? Well, yeah. I use them, yeah. It's yeah, funny, yeah, we were this yeah. because
1: last year we went on a tour actually almost around this time, and uh, every member of the band got a sore throat, like, we all kind of passed this like sickness around to yeah. each other. i uh-huh. we taken out too, but... yeah, we all just like we had this tour from hell this time last year, and all that. Uh, we'll tell you that story in a bit, yeah. Like, we went out to uh, eastern Canada. And literally, every fucking horrible thing that could happen happened in like the span of a week. So, like, we were all getting sick and everything. But, like, uh, we were playing one show, and Carrie was like stressing because his his throat was so. Star, and he wasn't sure, you know, how am I gonna be able to hit the notes tonight? Mm-hmm. And like, wasn't it like some fucking drunk dude in the audience? who's like a singer, it was, no, it
5: was a singer from like the one of the opening bands. Oh, that was, uh, we were just playing. And no, I it was mid set, and we were playing, and he, <laughs> I didn't even say anything to him, and I was, i didn't say anything at all. And uh, he could just tell that I was losing it a little bit, and he hands me a pack of Fisherman's Friends. Uh, do you guys have
0: no it's gonna... picture like, like like
5: halls or something like no, oh. Picture like what Buckley's would be, then like in like a cough drop.
0: Ah, uh, sure, okay.
5: Really strong, like a really strong hog drop mm-hmm. um, for the fisherman. But yeah, but it, it it like it's it clears like your all your sinuses and everything like oh, wow. that. Okay. He just handed me a pack like mid-song, and I threw one in, and it helped a lot. And I don't do it like I try to do it every time. I guess just I guess it's just a thing now. It just loosens you up a little bit too. Well, and yeah, and it it, uh, it, it does, yeah, it does clear the <laughs> the passages, you know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but no, that's yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm generally pretty good though I haven't haven't lost any haven't lost my voice ever really for an extended period of time or nice like, nah, i've uh, taken lessons before i i, I, I know yeah you generally those the proper way really good lessons, yeah, that, yeah. that was that was a month two 15 minute lessons that was yeah. that was two months All worth of lessons minutes. when we got here but i've taken lessons in the past as well ah okay yeah. but no i don't know like like yeah like like we just talked about i i am one of the guys in the band that hasn't been in a band before and uh i always kind of wanted to but i'm also the oldest guy too which is kind of funny I'm,
0: <laughs> he's
1: 42 years yeah, old yeah 40
2: he's 42, 42 years old it's crazy I'm, uh,
1: I'm yeah wife and kids up in thunder yeah definitely. you guys no, are love, just
0: fucking with me yeah we're fine it's hard to tell on skype no for sure for
5: sure but no, no it's all good <laughs> yeah
0: in Call It Like It Is, there are a couple times where there are unclean vocals. And there's not really anything like that in Make It Work. But are you covering all the vocal duties? Or is there anyone, especially live, is there anyone that helps out with that as well? Uh, I,
1: the Scream shit in Call It Like It Is. There's, yeah, I think there's one or two yeah. songs. We Jordan had some
5: backups in Call like, It Is. Some very faint ones, I'm sure. We yeah, yeah, right use like,
1: we're not really like... Well, it's, it's kind of just like gang vocally yelling type stuff. If there's any, uh, back- we have a lot of backups, but I mean, most of the time it's not really singing so much. It's as, yeah. It's, it's kind of it's pretty much all me in the, in the recordings for sure. Now, okay. uh,
5: on stage, on stage, we, uh, Bryce and, and Jordan get in on the, on the fun though.
0: Nice. I do
1: like, uh, I, I record all our stuff usually. Um, like I did, the CP too, but I like oh, to, uh, I like to have Carrie, Usually what we'll do is we'll, you know, we'll pre-track all the uh, the main vocals and then we'll kind of go back over the song and just find parts that we think, you know, this needs a harmony or, you know, we need to come up with some kind of backup for this or something. And then we'll just kind of go over the song piece sure. by piece find find spots we want to touch up or change. And then uh, that's usually how we end up with our backups uh, that we uh, take to the live set after.
0: All right. That makes total sense then. All right. So. You recorded it. Did you produce it as well? Was this done yourselves and then sent off?
1: Yeah, all, all the EP, I went to school for audio engineering like years ago. And um, so, like, the. We usually. Uh, all of our recordings are. All right. So, like, the first EP, half of them, I recorded them all. Half were mixed by a buddy of ours. I mixed the other two quickly. Then, with Call it Like It Is, it was like two or three were mixed by a friend of ours. <laughs> the label mixed the rest of them with one of their guys and then with we hated doing it this way it was just like they were just like the sound of Different like ass samples so and yeah the sure. samples sure we can never so then on this uh this record everything was done in-house and then we uh sent it to uh a buddy of ours that usually mixes our singles for us and we said you know what man he's got our sound figured out and uh he mixed the entire thing i should yeah i should probably give him a plug his uh his name is mark governally governally mark italiano um uh, he's a mark governally um from uh decibel decibel audio Works. <laughs> i'm sorry i've had a couple hey, of Hey, days. i should plug this guy out. i have had a couple You're of Crazy. Um, yeah <laughs> mark governally from decibel audio works he's usually a metal producer okay check out a couple of his projects too yeah just a. Uh, check him out on facebook and stuff he's got some bands that he's producing that are fucking seriously good bands he does a lot of that like Genty type stuff oh, a lot yeah. of that prog metal type stuff he's like a good, lot of, very good guitar know,
4: player really yeah.
1: phenomenal yeah guitar player and uh, but like his recordings are super super kind of that overproduced exactly what we were sort of going for uh well i mean if he can we we loved his uh, his metal mixes so we're like well let's see what he could do with yeah. pop. I think we're his only pop punk band so oh, okay. we're super happy with how. That's why we have like that really thundery bass kick kind mm-hmm. of ratio uh, on our EP. That's definitely his uh, his mixing.
0: Yeah, it sounds really good. So I want to say congrats on that as well.
1: Thank you very much. Yeah, we were super happy with it. We were just it was just too much of a pain in the ass trying to. Uh... Last time we when we went through the label to mix, they had a, a younger guy mixing for us and. Like, the the single came out really good, but the rest of the EP, we were just... It's because there's... The problem is he lived, like, 20 hours away from us, so it was hard to just sort of, you know, be in contact and really kind of tell him exactly what we wanted. So he kind of just went off a general uh, pop-punk sort of idea of what he wanted, right? It's hard when you're just, like I said, too many cooks in the kitchen. So we, uh, we went... Uh, this time we wanted to just band and mixing engineer, and that was it. And then we, uh, we hand the finished product off when we're done.
0: Very nice. Well, let's go back to what you are talking about before. Tell me about this Hell on Earth tour that you did.
1: Oh, All right. I'll start. <laughs> <laughs> Every time it comes to one of your guys' part of the story, feel free to yeah. chime in. So um, late November, what was it? When did the name for this? It 17?
2: was about this. Yeah, I guess it was later
1: on in November. But yeah, November last, last year, this time last year. So we booked this tour... In the summer of 2016 uh, with a booking agent which was our first uh, time doing this as well Mm -hmm. so they took care of that and basically gave us the tour and said you know have fun right right so um and overall I mean the tour itself everything was aside from a couple little fuck-ups I mean everything was booked and solidified so there wasn't like you know everything was going the way it was supposed to go so the first night we left from uh, St. Catharines, Niagara region here, played a show in Toronto, Ontario, you know, major, major metropolitan type city, right? Right. And the show, the show was actually really good. And we're thinking, all right, this is, this is cool. <clears throat> the other problem is we, at the, time, so cool. at, the, at the time we, uh, we were poor and couldn't afford to rent a trailer at the time, right? Ah, sure. Yeah. yeah no, I'm still, I got the whole thing. Locked, yeah,
0: right, good, but yeah, man.
1: no, but um, so yeah, we couldn't rent a trailer so we're gonna take two vehicles pile all the guys and all the gear into two vehicles and just truck it out to do that eastern canada so we um play in toronto the show goes over relatively well it was like kind of a kind of a greasy year venue but it was it really it was cool like we was, it was like a downstairs little basement room type venue but i mean if you get 20 people in there it looked like it was packed and right. there was rowdy, really rowdy crowds we were, we were like all right this is a good this is a good start to the tour we're happy with this so we're we're loading out around one in the morning, one thirty kind of thing, and uh, we're pretty much packed up. And then uh, Jordan can't find the keys to his vehicle, and we're like, "Well, fuck!" So we, I mean, we still have to drive an hour and a half out of town. So we booked a hotel on the way to our next venue sure. for the next day. And uh, so we were like, "Shit!" Well, we still got to drive a while. It's already almost two in the morning. We're downtown Toronto, and it's like it's chaos down there at any given. time. It's like New York, right? I mean, it's just always always chaos oh sure and um so we're we're stressing now because we can't leave you know what do we what do we fucking do it's like now two thirty in the morning we can't find this key anywhere we know that jordan has an extra key back in st catherine's an hour and a bit back so I'm like well does he drive all the way home and get his other key come back right now it's pushing to three in the morning yeah. and we're all starting, like we're like shit it's the first night of tour <laughs> and this is already happening we're all stressing out and then eventually at, like, what, 3.30, somebody stumbles out of the bar. Is this your bargain key, man? Yeah. <laughs> like,
3: found it, shitter, man. Yeah, and, like, yeah. it was just
1: like, yeah, we found the key. So we're like, <laughs> oh, all right. So we, we leave. We don't roll into our hotel till like, 4. And we have to get off in, like, 4 hours, right? So we're, we're already It's not a great start to tour. But, I mean, it's a hump that we can get over. So we 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 make it work, obviously. <laughs> and we, uh, we head the next day. We were actually off the next day, which is, rare for us to have a day off so early in tour but uh my family happened to live in the uh city that we were going to be visiting which is kingston on oh, sure. really pretty little city so we were we we're just going to crash at my parents house that night and uh kind of bugger off to montreal the following day nice. so uh, sort of a, a trend though with uh going to kingston for us my parents own a uh a, a family business in kingston that's kind of like a uh sort of like a a home like a home or hardware or type or. store. Oh, sure. And yeah, like a Walmart, but like on a Canadian version of it. It's called Canadian Tire. A tool, a tool store. Tool yeah. store. Sure. Yeah, they got all that same <laughs> shit. And um, so one, but a thing that my dad has no issues with doing is putting my friends to work that he doesn't even know. Like, he knows the guys now. He's on them for a while. But like anytime we'll, we'll roll in with the all the gear and stuff, and my dad like, oh, good. The guys are here. Now we got seven dudes that can go over and uh, lug a fridge or lug a blah, sure. blah, blah.
3: So we, we pull and we just drove
1: three hours and my dad's like, hey, I need you guys to deliver a fucking huge treadmill to a tiny apartment like <laughs> across. So yeah, I mean we have a bunch of guys, you're like, and dad's gonna put us out and feed us and everything, let us crash. So we said, fuck it, let's let's help them out. And so it's like this giant treadmill, and it's in the back of my dad's truck, and we're loading it up to this like little tiny apartment, and we're kind of uh, trying to get it in this doorway of this little Asian man's apartment. <laughs> And somehow Chris, like, kind of gets lodged underneath the treadmill when we're lifting it, <laughs> and it falls right on his fucking head. Wow. Like, and, like, gives him a concussion, like, a serious yeah, yeah, concussion. A concussion. And, wow. like, we're, like, we're worried now. We're, like, oh, shit. We're, we're like, we're trying to walk it off a little bit. We, we, we head home to my parents' house that night. We're all just trying to keep an eye on him, and he's starting to get, like, really sick. Like, he went to bed at, like, 7.30, like, I mean, like, we were really, my my parents are worried and stuff, and we're sitting there thinking, fuck, well, we'll wait till the morning and kind of, uh, see if we're gonna, you know, what we're gonna do about Montreal, so the night goes by, we, Chris decides in the morning, he wants to kind of push on, so this is only day two or two, and we've already lost our key, and Chris has a concussion, and we've only played one show, so, uh, but we were driving to Montreal, and the I think we stopped probably five times for Chris <laughs> to, like, puke his yeah. guts up all over I the road. hold it. Man. Yeah, like... Wow. And, but he he's, like, he wants to go. And we're like, yeah. fuck, do we continue it to go? To and he's here. like, no, fuck it, we're going to do it. And he's puking his guts up. We're really worried now. We're like, do we take him to a hospital? Like, well, this isn't... I mean, because, we're like I said, we're an energetic band, so yeah. mo- moving is a huge part of our set. And if you oh. got a concussion, that's not a great...
2: We well, were on strobe light. Am I might uh, have clear job. Strobe lights. Yeah, exactly.
1: Right. So So then we get to Montreal, and uh, we're really paranoid about Montreal just because it has a a huge tendency for bands to be robbed in Montreal. That's yeah. Kind of. I've heard that. And yeah, it's like it's it's a huge city. Not a lot of English speaking either, right? Right. And uh, so we're we're really scared, nervous already. Now we never played Montreal, and uh, we're like, fuck, we're gonna be really paranoid about our gear all night. Chris is sick, and we're trying to. You know, just keep things running smoothly. The show actually went over pretty well. We played next to a strip joint. Oh, nice. <laughs>
4: Mademoiselle, I think it was. Mademoiselle.
1: The show was cool. It was good opening bands, and people were really friendly. When the show was, There were strippers outside with teardrop tattoos.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. So,
1: it, was, it was good times. Yeah. We're thinking, all right, the night's going. We're, up. Good. we're, good. we're looking up. Yeah, we're like, it's going relatively <laughs> smoothly. Same kind of time rolls around. It's one in the morning, and we're all too paranoid what happens in montreal? the bands will they'll sleep there at the hotel and they'll wake up in the morning and their vans got the windows broke or their their trailers missing or whatever so right. we said we wanted to skip that all together and we booked a uh, little hotel in a little tiny french town like an hour and a half outside yeah, yeah. of montreal in the middle of nowhere right yeah so we pack up we roll out of montreal we're all our spirits are a little bit up chris isn't feeling quite as sick as he was before you know things are kind of looking a little bit better. We're like, you know what? Night two was cool. This isn't, this isn't so bad now. I like, technically night three, I guess on the road. And, uh, we're like, this is, this is all right. Maybe, maybe things are going to be cool. The next day we're going to New Brunswick and we're going to play in a, a city called Fredericton. We were really excited about it. So, um, we get to this hotel at like three thirty in the morning. The guys all go into, uh, into the, uh, hotel room and I'm just kind of grabbing the last few, uh, bags out of the, uh, out of the van. Yeah. And then, uh, so it's me and Chris, like two tattooed guys like sleeveless out fucking in this parking lot, like fucking like sleep shorts and shit on and, and like a really nice minivan. And the fucking door won't close on the van. Like something fucked up in the door, so it was like wide open. Right. And all our gears in here, like thousands of dollars worth of shit, and we can't get the goddamn door to close. So it looks like two fucking punkheads just rifling through a minivan <laughs> and then two giant fucking Quebec cops roll into yeah, this parking yeah. lot, right? <laughs> All the bands over, like, blazing in a hotel room. and Yeah.
2: None of them come outside. I come out of the hotel room with the fucking. bucket. I come out of the hotel room with a pipe. And like, <laughs> and Carrie and I are going to fucking burn. Shit, Bryson, fucking burn. And I'm like, I'm Holy <laughs> shit, it's the cops. <laughs> like.
1: well, the cops come up to us because it looks super bad. And we're like rifling through this minivan. They're taking our ID and shit. And they're like trying to get our alibi. Where were you tonight? Where did you play? Are you really in this band and shit? Right, and it's super late, and we're like, once they kind of clear us and realize we're not thieves, they're uh, they're trying to help us now fix this van, right? So it's like it's what three thirty again, <laughs> and they're we're fucking poking and prodding through this minivan, and I'm starting to get worried that like fuck, man, like I can't close the door. I'm gonna have to get this fixed in the morning. Someone's gonna have to sleep out here with the gear or something. And we were it's cold too. It's November in Canada, so we're, we're yeah. getting worried. Eventually, we figure out it's like some little switch Chris hit, and then
3: van it
1: and- yeah and then ah. the van ended up closing fucking four in the morning now we gotta be up in three hours to drive like an eight hours stretch across two provinces <laughs> so uh, so if, uh, just a just a recap here in, uh, as the story basically if you compare everything else in the story to what happened the next couple of days nothing bad has happened yet
0: so wow. like, okay so
1: yeah we're like we're doing okay relatively actually right now so then we get up like seven in the morning. We got a truck, fucking eight hundred kilometers, uh, which is like what seven hundred and twenty miles for you
0: guys. <laughs> Probably yeah. somewhere yeah. around
1: there. Yeah. So we uh, we get up right and early, start motoring across Canada, and uh, we get into uh, New Brunswick. And we're all starting to get really excited. The day's been going okay. Uh, it's kind of miserable weather a lot of the drive. It was like snow and then fucking rain and then you know, trees and rocks is Canada, right? So, I mean, in between the, the big cities, there's not much to look at. Sure. So uh, we, we roll into New Brunswick. Hold up. on, I just want to pause for like,
2: just on one second, because because <laughs> of the fact we had two vehicles and stuff like that, no oh, yeah. trailer in the gear. <laughs> um, but like, at any given time, two of us, a of times, I was in one of these seats, in the back seats of the van, um, <laughs> like with my knees, like up behind, right. like, like behind my fucking head. <laughs> it's like an eight hour fucking drive. So you're folded up like a uh, paperclip, right? You're right, dude, dude. Like, yeah, folded up to like the size. And your feet of a ball. got wet, like when you were walking to the van first thing in the morning. So you've, been, yeah, yeah, fun times.
0: I can imagine like,
2: One of those winter winter tour things. So I just wanted to throw that throw that in there. not more uncomfortable driving. Right. So
1: now it's we're about what probably four hours. Time, we reached New Brunswick, and we're like snowing like a motherfucker. Yeah, it's cold as shit. <laughs> Um, a few of us pull over at, like a subway so it's um, the part of Brunswick is like really up in the mountains um, it's uh, Edmonton area I can't actually remember the uh, the name of the mountain stretch there but it's a pretty popular like uh, tourist spot in Canada and it's kind of like the eastern sort of mountains. It's, um so we're the other guy Jordan and uh, you and Carrie, yeah or you and K- Jordan yeah so they we stop to eat those guys keep motoring along and Jordan drives like 190 mm, kilometers no lie, an hour were you Jordan? Him? Was with uh, you had to been with him. He was with me you were with Prince. us when we blew up, though, man. Oh yeah, 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 yeah it, it was. you had to have been with him. No, no, have
3: been no, no, I
5: wasn't. I was. I was. I was in the vehicle when I was smoking. It was Jordan and Jordan Jared. Jared. Jordan and Jared. It must have been Jordan Jared. They went, Jared.
4: went to. Yeah, they went
3: yeah, to. It, they it went to too, yeah. Oh okay. yeah, yeah. I, was, I was in the vehicle. Oh weird! I could have
1: sworn. <laughs> but just ruined me. Anyways, all right. So anyways, ruined the
3: punchline.
1: But we're we're like an hour outside of Edmondston right up in the fucking mountains of New Brunswick it's snowing and shit. And I look over and uh, like the heat gauge of my my van is like skyrocketing out of nowhere. And Chris <laughs> looks and he's like, what the fuck's wrong with your van, dude? And I'm like, that's not good. And all of a sudden smoke just starts oh. pouring out. And so we're like shit, we pull I can picture it now. Like it was yesterday. Oh yeah. man I'm, I'm getting stressed feel it
2: again. right now. I like can remember or, that. So we
1: pull, and the thing is in southern Ontario it's warm. So let's mm-hmm. let's face back to that. It's only like you know, it's 20 degrees here, still in November. So none of us packed winter clothes at all. Wow. And uh, Chris is like super broke. He hadn't had a job yet from moving here. He had like 11 dollars he brought on tour. Wow. He's been eating like, crackers and shit for like three days. Yeah. And like so, but like anyway, so none of us packed any winter gear. It's snowing. <laughs> hoodies. And uh, we're in like hoodies and stuff, and we, we're pull over stranded now on the side of the road. And the show's in four hours, and we're still gonna drive two and a half. So we're we're panicking. We have no money. We don't know what to do. So I'm calling Jordan, who's in the other vehicle, like 100 clicks ahead. And I'm like, dude, you got you to gotta well, come. Well, it's not here. even, you know, he's skipping over the part where the guy followed. There's a guy behind
5: us that saw us. The guy down, pulled over, yeah. pulled over and he checked Because we
2: popped the hood and we had no fucking clue. And what,
5: yeah, no, and he, and he basically said, like, you guys, if you get some, pour some water, didn't he you? Hey, he just walked
2: over and he said, uh, You're a you got to cool it. Coolant, yeah. Yeah, You're coolant. Right. Because we're all standing there like... Yeah, a bunch of look like... A bunch we got, of we're money. all standing there like... <laughs> what the thing's on? A bunch, are, oh a bunch of dudes in skinny jeans yeah. staring at a van. Yeah. and like oh, Co- Carno go now. There's gas in it. should work, man. It should work, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. he just walks up to it and he goes, oh yeah, you got no coolant in no, there. There's probably a leak in the line. Yeah. So, he goes, get yourself some coolant and you'll be fine.
1: So we call Jordan and uh, we transfer him some money over online and we're like, hey... Man, you gotta grab some coolant. And drive. <laughs> so anyway, so yeah, the van blows up. We tell Jordan to bring back some coolant, and uh, so he, I put on the find my friend thing on my phone so he can track me in the mountains. Right. Right. So we're sitting and we're freezing now because we don't want to. Anytime we turn on the, uh, we turn on the van, the heated thing starts shooting up and it starts smoking again. Yep. So we can't even warm up. We're all freezing. It's miserable. We've been sitting out in the fucking cold for an hour. We're trying to get like a tow truck. I'm begging my dad for money. We're just like it's it's bad news, right? Right Right now, we're not even like we're worried about getting to the show, but we're mostly worried about not being stranded in the mountains (laughs) overnight. Right? I mean, we're we're not dying. Yeah. So yeah. So we 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 end up having Jordan drive all the way back. He brings us some coolant. We top it up. I'm like, all right, okay, let's get her going again here. So we turn on the van. We start rolling. I think maybe we got maybe five kilometers. And it happens again. Yeah. It all smoking and everything's we go and we check on the coolant's completely empty. So we blew a line somewhere in the van is what right. it was. So now we're fucked, right? We're like, okay, we gotta get this van to Fredericton here. So we basically sat there for another hour. Now the show we know we're gonna miss the show. We can't get a hold of our promoter. He's nowhere to be found. Apparently he doesn't have minutes on his phone or something. And oh. they don't even know if we're alive and so we're, we're freezing. We're putting out, like, posts and shit on Facebook being, like, we're not dead. We're just stranded. Yeah. And uh, so we – all the while, I don't know how this part starts happening. So, like, right kind of when we – the van blows up, like, three of us start kind of having a tickle in our throats yeah. for some reason. And I start getting, like, like, a violent cold. It must, have, like, it must have got it a few days earlier, and it's only starting to show up then. It just felt like insult to your, what we're yeah, right. adding in, injury. injury. Yeah, because
2: I started – Jared started had insane. a cold.
1: I had a cold. And Devin had a cold. And we were all just starting to, like, sniffle and stuff. We're like, what the fuck? Why is this happening all of a sudden? And then uh, – so I'm getting a sore throat, a cold. Jared's the same way. Devin's the same way. And uh, so a, t- a, tro- a tow truck shows up, loads the van up. We have to pile most of the guys and almost all the gear – into one little vehicle. They drove behind the tow truck. No, ahead of the tow truck. Because they were going to try and drive all the way to Fredericton and see if they could make it to the venue in time, at least to let the promoter know that, you know, we can't play. But we, we tried our best kind of thing. So we, uh, I ride in this tow truck with this little fucking French dude who can't speak a word of English. I'm sick For like 200 of, clicks. Yeah, 200 clicks. <laughs> sick as balls. We, uh,
2: it's like day four. Yeah, we
1: get to Fredericton now. It's 10 o'clock at night. We missed the show. And uh, we're all, like, like depressed because we're, like, we're a long ways from We're 16, 15 hours from home right now. Nobody has any money. We don't know how the hell we're going to get this van fixed in the morning. Luckily, the promoter was really cool. He's this young dude uh, named Tyson Davidson. Uh, if you guys are looking to ever promote in uh, the East Coast of Canada, get in touch with him. He, uh, He's super cool and really accommodating. He's like, no, I'm putting you guys up. Don't worry about it. Oh, no. He, he let us crash at his house. He bought merch and everything. He was a really, really cool guy, and uh, let us. So, like, we get back to his house, and we're we've dumped the van off in like a Canadian Tire parking lot, waiting for it to open in the morning. And we're all so sick and tired now. It's been the longest day I've been off for like 19 hours. So I took like 11 sleeping pills, yeah. to, like a shitload of cold meds, and I passed out. And then everybody was, like, just out cold. And we woke up the next day at, like, 11. And so the goal was we either got to get the van fixed today or we got to rent another vehicle and finish the rest of the tour because we were going to Halifax, which is in Nova Scotia. Ah, sure. Um, we are waiting all morning for the call from the uh, – the uh, auto tech company to let us know what the damage is going to be and they call us up they're like yeah it's like 1300 bucks to fix this stupid oh and we're like holy fuck i mean so we basically lost any money we've made and any money we're going to make right yeah so we're we're sitting there we're like well what do we do we're stranded here right now and um luckily my parents helped foot the bill oh, and cool. then uh, just just until we could pay them back and right. then we uh we set up a GoFundMe for just pity. We're like, we didn't expect anything to happen from it. We're like, all right, if someone throws us a few bucks, maybe we can at least get a hotel room or something and try and figure out a way to get this thing fixed. And in like, what was it, it was like, like? It was, it was like, like twelve six, hours. Yeah, 12 12 hours hour, we five. made our deadline in twelve hours of like a thousand. That's 000. awesome. Yeah, and like that was a really high point. Yeah, we did not a expect
4: anything at all. So
1: we like, we ditched that van for a few days and we rented this big cargo van and we drove to uh, Halifax. And this is kind of where the tour starts turning around a little bit okay we're already we think we've hit rock bottom now so we're, we're everyone's just miserable right like we're just fucking we can't believe it's only been four days and like it felt like we would have been on the road for a month we were yeah. just so exhausted and cold and tired and it, it was, was never cold.
2: warm It was never dry or warm <laughs> It really
1: because oh, yeah. like we like the east coast is such a beautiful place and it was just ruining our trip too <laughs> like we uh so we we get all the way to halifax and we realize, we get to the bar, and we're loading in, and we're like, this bar is really colorful. Like, it's not, it doesn't seem like the regular type of punk venue we would usually play. And we realized we booked a gay bar by accident, <laughs> and, which was fine. Everyone was oh, right, really right, cool. Right. Like, no, it was We just walked in, we're like, there's a lot of flags here, and there's, yeah. like, a lot of, like, really uh, frilly drinks. And we're like, but this place is, like, actually cool. And everyone was really nice to us. And <laughs> they said flags.
3: It a lot of
0: I seriously almost stopped it and said, if any Skype thing happened there, he said, flags. Oh, right. flags. Yeah, 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 yes,
3: sorry. Flags, yes. Oh, God, yeah, that's the last one <laughs> Oh, God, yeah, they just clicked. <laughs> I didn't even
1: realize that either. Oh, man, yeah. there's no, a lot of
0: <laughs> I was just, seriously, that's hilarious. All right, go ahead.
1: Yeah, then uh. So we played the show and it was fun. We had some friends that like from like Newfoundland that like came over to see us and like some friends from Thunder Bay that lived out there. It was a cool, fun show. And uh, Halifax is a really pretty city, so it was just overall it was a cool place to visit. Um, so then we play the gig, everything goes off great, and the next morning I think is kind of what uh, sort of almost came up with the concept for. Uh, actually this is a great story about what make it work means to us too, yeah. to kind of tie this whole land. So there's a place in uh, Nova Scotia called Peggy's Cove. And it's like, uh, it's like this natural formation of like these like really beautiful rocks that kind of overlook the ocean and like, it's like the most whimsical thing you've ever seen. Right. Sure. Gorgeous, gorgeous landmark right on the coast. And uh, there's like a lighthouse and it's kind of way out off the beach and stuff. And so we, uh, the next morning, we decide, you know what? Well, we got a few hours until before but we got to make it back to New Brunswick for our next show, so let's go out and check this place out. Jared and I had lived on the East Coast a long time, so mm-hmm. we were really wanting the guys to see this because it kind of it was a huge part for us. And uh, so we, we we get out there with the guys. Meanwhile, I should mention that Jordan almost killed the entire band. Yeah, actually, um, (laughs)
4: almost
1: died that day. (laughs) One
4: one inch away from getting hit by a car and going probably 120.
1: There
2: was certain death. Whoa.
1: There. Yeah, uh, Jordan, like I said, his reckless driving is why he doesn't drive. (laughs) Either. He, yeah, uh, the, the roads on the side, east like. coast of Canada are very, very old, and have been there since like you know seventeen hundreds. Jordan's just pissed right now. I know.
2: Oh. <laughs> when he hears this, when he hears this, he's gonna fucking be so
1: mad. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, he, uh, what happened? You guys were like parked, over trying to find where this. We're place on the side
2: was. of the road, like this, and so Jordan's in the driver's seat, someone's in the passenger seat, I don't know, and then two people in the back, and he's checking something on his phone. And like there's traffic coming by on the on the the left side, and then like he's just like, okay, let's go, and he just takes his foot off the brake and hits it on the gas and starts to turn out loud. (laughs) Car going fucking full highway speed or faster. Right. And he he lets his foot off and he starts to go, and then the car goes by and he just stops real quick (laughs) and it just like it should. Like if yeah, it was very very close to. A really gnarly, gnarly accident where at least I don't know who. I think I was on the left. He was on the left. left yeah, where at least, where at least Jordan and Chris like fucking for sure. I don't I think know. I was. You, at weren't there. Yes. No.
1: you were. You weren't with me. No, we no, were, no, you, you were on a cargo, were were cargo
5: man. I might. You, you don't remember so me I all the time. I was don't know. Probably.
3: don't remember? I was screaming. Yeah, you were. there in this cargo It wasn't with
2: us. So Chris was the you only know, two were like, put your fucking phone down. Oh yeah.
3: <laughs>
1: so anyways, back to the, the nice stuff. So we, Jared and I got there to the coast and <laughs> it was kind of like a real symbolic moment for the band actually. It's just cause like it had been a week already of just bullshit. We were so, we're so done with it. We're like, how do we continue this tour? How do we even bother? It's like, it's, it was really disheartening on a lot of us. And when we got there, and the view when you see, if you ever get a chance to see this place man, like it is breathtaking and it just kind of recharged the batteries of the band i think like everybody none of these guys well not all i shouldn't say that um, a couple of these guys hadn't never been to the east coast before and it was just like we made it to the ocean right now that, that meant a lot for us because we don't live anywhere near an ocean where we are we're pretty central in canada right and uh, north america so we were we got there and everything was just felt really good. It was like just a really cold, beautiful day, and we're like, you know what, man, we're I think we're kind of uh, we're kind of feeling refreshed again here. We're feeling like we're a unit again. Let's uh, let's fucking hit this head on and bang out these last few shows. So um I definitely remember that just like, like yeah, lighting the fire up. I mean everyone mm-hmm. just
2: like we were running around on the rocks and everyone's like, this is awesome. And we were taking pictures and everyone was laughing for the first time. Yeah. It's just, and everybody like, felt
1: like we were like, it felt like we were a little family again. It yeah. wasn't so like just miserable and sitting here and for a minute. we were all stopped thinking about how shitty the week was. And we were really, I'm sure this will turn into a really cool song one day on the next album. i like, Hayes
4: Cove is the nicest place I've ever seen in my entire life. It's, it is, I had to stop there for like, for like a minute and oh, just, it's just, Take hey, it eat, man. man. Yeah. Just,
1: just, yeah. Just, yeah. It's so... Yeah, Google, Google it after, man, because it's just yeah. beautiful. Okay. So we yeah. uh, so we, uh, we, we, hit the gift shop, we did our pictures <laughs> and everything, and uh, it felt like kind of like we, we, we made a goal. We made it to the coast, so now we got to kind of yeah, turn around and head back towards yeah. uh, New Brunswick for our next show. So we're... We get to New Brunswick. It's like four hours away. It's cold, miserable day of driving and stuff like always. It's been like this since we left. Right. And we were into New Brunswick, and it's like we're, it looks like we were playing like a bowling alley or something. It was like <laughs> the weirdest venue. This didn't look like a venue at all. And we're sitting there like, oh, okay, maybe we spoke too soon. Maybe, <laughs> maybe this is going to suck. And, um, oh, they had
2: the painting thing. Yeah. They had a painting
1: class going on in there. Yeah, we, we <laughs> rolled <laughs> up, and there was like a, like a senior citizen's
2: painting Dude, so class going on. Pretty-
1: Fucking ladies in there, painting evergreen trees. <laughs> yeah, snowy, it
2: was like a Bob Ross trees, type like Bob thing. Bob Ross thing. Awesome. Yeah. I was certain we're sitting in the parking lot, looking in the window. Fucking five dudes in a van, just <laughs> uh, looking in the window. I was certain we're in the wrong place. I was like, "There's no way
1: where we're gonna play <laughs> right here." I, I, igloo beverage room is what it was. <laughs> igloo beverage. I, <laughs> so and, we load in all our gear, and. We were like, this is going to fucking suck. Well, let's bang it out and keep rolling. But it ended up being the best show on the whole tour. There was maybe like 25, 30 people there. But they were like, they, nuts. they yeah. were insane. They were like just falling all over each other. There was a crazy metal band so Yeah, It was such a good night, actually. And then we drove after that back to Fredericton again to crash at that promoter's house, who also put us up a second time. Yeah, very they nice. made up our original vehicle. And dump off our fancy uh, cargo van. Right. Uh, so now we drive all the way back to Ontario, which is like 11, 12 hour stretch for our next show in this little town called Guelph that we play, and it's excellent show, really fun. Uh, Guelph is always Guelph good. So always awesome. And then we play another show with, with our buddy who put us on last minute in Brantford, which was also it wasn't a huge turnout, but it was a fun show. So we uh, overall, but like one thing that kept happening during the entire tour was every single time some shit went down some part where we're just somebody was stressing out or someone's freaking or it didn't look like we were going to be able to pull something off somebody in the band at some point would say we're just going to fucking make it work and we're just going to continue on right and then but that kind of became a theme that like every single time something bad was going on and I mean nobody was like, it wasn't like a saying that was we trying, trying to, to. Yeah. someone just like dude just fucking stop now just make it work right what it ended up being and then when we got back we we're all like you know what that's something that kind of means a lot to us just sometimes you just have to make it work so then we actually ended up all getting uh make it work tattooed on us everybody in the band has that uh, it's just kind of a basically a reminder to ourselves that like there's it's gonna get down a lot of times but if you sit there and you make it work then you know things are gonna continue moving on the way you want them to go
0: very cool it's a damn good story
1: so ended
5: up um Moving something else for his dad to another apartment, and it ended up like when we got oh. it there, they, they wanted it assembled, but we did It wasn't assembled, <laughs> so they actually ended up giving us like the, the people that we were delivering to like a hundred dollars worth. Oh, that was uh, sick! a uh, like hundred dollar pizza coupon. Oh. I was gonna say, and this ties what it back is to pizza. full
0: uh, like circle.
5: A coupon <laughs> for for the pizza place. <laughs> That we ended up eating at on the way back, like when we were heading back to here, like, oh, at the end of the year. Oh, So we got like like three just like like oh, massive, right. massive pizzas in this place. I have we a picture just, of us and we or were also hungry.
2: The, the pizza was
4: probably some of the best. Three feet. Yeah, <laughs> nice.
2: It's just
4: thick, heavy,
2: just fucking
4: <laughs> good
2: quality Canadian za. <laughs>
5: I think it was to to an Italian place,
1: but yeah, that's yeah. But
0: we were in Canada, <laughs> so it is Canadian, yeah.
1: Yeah, we got two like extra large like, yeah. of those. Oh, yeah, and, uh, that was, there's a picture somewhere on our Facebook page of like the slice being like half the size of Chris's body, and everyone. So... and also
2: because we were all like so hungry because nobody had any money. We were eating, like, I remember <laughs> we stay at hotels and we just take everything from the continental <laughs> breakfast, right? Right, bagels and we're eating peanut butter packets oh, and, and 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 stuff like that. And then comes back
4: to haunt you though. Oh, some, yeah. of
1: those, some of those eggs and sausages. And oh okay. god. Yeah. Well, we have poop that's stories good. for you, man. <laughs> and, There's uh, been some real uh, <laughs> close encounters of the third kind on two of our runs, <laughs> man.
0: But um, <laughs> But uh,
1: no, that, that tour, that tour sucked. But we learned a lot about ourselves, I think, as a band and what we can accomplish if we all just kind of keep our uh, keep our spirits up and just work together. And, like, we went on tour again this summer, mm-hmm. uh, like, a lot longer of a stretch. Like, overall, over a month, it was, like, 13 or 14 shows. And almost every single show, with the exception of maybe one, like, Oshawa or something, was, like, really, 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 really good. And, like, we made a shitload of friends. Nothing bad happened. Awesome. We just uh, – really smooth fun tour we went back home to thunder bay actually and did a a show there and it was packed turnout made lots of money made lots of friends it was was cool so we uh it's definitely definitely been a trying year and learning what uh what we can and can't do but i think now if we can get through that shitty week that a lot of things aren't going to seem as hard for uh, touring in the future
0: right wow now that was an impressive story and i think the biggest thing I took from it was I'm really not too sure about this Jordan character.
1: <laughs> I'm making him sound like a total dick. <laughs> um, Jordan's actually Jordan. When you do hear this, if you make it this far without texting the group, and calling <laughs> him um, you Jordan's a really good dude. I've known him for years and years and years. We've been our first band. We were in actually together mm-hmm. and used to be a drummer for a long time. Really good drummer too. And, uh, he picked up bass for this band, but, uh, like, I'm just busting his balls because yeah. he's not already. <laughs> okay. But it's- whoever's not here is going to be the one getting picked he on. Did, he
2: he's did shit. almost kill us. On the- oh, but-
1: All the shitty things we said about yeah. him are true, but at the same time, dude. we yeah. love him.
0: It and balances he- out.
1: Yeah, Jordan, what we like about Jordan is he is one of the few guys that can keep his cool. And if you need somebody like that in the band, actually, like. Right. Me and Devin and Chris all have tendencies. We can lose our cool really quick when we get stressed. And Jordan has the ability to. The fucking guy left like a $1,200 base in Oshawa like two weeks ago. And we're like, Jordan, man, you left your base. He's like, it's all right, brother. I'll Sorry. figure it out. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I would be screaming for a month. I it's all good. And, yeah, don't worry about it. Yeah, Pizza
2: like, brought me the wrong pizza, and I lost. Yeah.
4: Money. <laughs> I got
3: money back. Yeah. And I went
2: there and made them give me my money back the next day. And I had to come back home and get my receipt and go back again with it. And Jordan's just like, oh, it's all good, man. It's all good. Yeah, and Jordan, it, was. it was. And that's right.
1: actually a really good quality that we're glad Jordan has because he keeps us grounded a lot of time when everyone's kind of snapping like like even like on that tour we were like oh, what are we going to do about a vehicle he's like already got a vehicle booked guys yeah, uh, nice. we'll go pick it up right now we got everything taken care of he's a sincerely good dude he's an idiot <laughs> like complete total idiot but we love him and he's a good good dude and uh, there's been times like, where it's like where you just want to strangle him because he's so dumb and just so unattractive and <laughs> like, I, I love you Jordan I'm kidding you're a good guy and we love you and we can I could not imagine now at this point in the band not having Jordan be a part of us he's too too big and too much of a part of big. our band to ever, to <laughs> ever go anywhere. let's all see what, uh, how much we can make Jared hate himself right now too oh my um, god not really necessary Jared has as a as weight, as problem. Oh, weight problem big weight problem he should see his cat his hair, his <laughs> hair. <laughs> the only reason we have to order six pieces instead of two <laughs> But the last one He gets yeah. the first five um, oh. I'm just kidding. Jared is Jared is the funniest guy In our band by Without far Without a doubt He's the youngest too He's yeah. only four He's the baby But like yeah. he's Because Jared is Such a sarcastic little dick <laughs> He is like, he cannot let anything go, and that's the best part about him. It. It's so annoying, but it's the best part about him, too. No no, 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 don't worry. Like, Say on a tour, we, uh, I don't know. Here's an example. Like, uh, there's not enough space for him on stage for yeah. a certain part that we have to cram him well a little me, bit. <laughs> like, it's luckily, his 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 rig is the most mobile, so we, can, we, we usually end up shuffling him around. Right. But it's like, all right, Jared, tonight we have to uh, cram you a little bit in this corner, so you're not going to have as much space. And uh, that's not a problem, is it, Jared? No, it's not a big deal at all, man. I mean, actually, with less space, I can just fuck myself more. You, know? <laughs> yeah. you guys apparently don't want me on this fucking band, and, and he'll just like do shit like that all the time. Or we're on the road, and he's just—he's such a little sarcastic dick. T- <laughs> but Ford it, Flex is really
2: reliable, and he holds on to jokes like
1: inside jokes forever. Yeah. Jared
2: loves the fucking Ford Flex. Yeah. He, <laughs> okay.
1: Yeah, he just thinks that, he took that (laughs) quote from the movie Daddy's Home, and he's been riding it into the ground for a year and a bit now, but uh, he, uh, Jared is easily the funniest member, without even trying sometimes,
2: he's
1: (laughs) just, he's like, he's like a total hipster kid, and he, he's totally wrong, he's the most stylish, he's the best looking, probably, and he's like, he's a little dork, but like, we we love Jared so much. And and you know he's Bryce's younger brother. Yeah, he's also my brother, yeah, I should mention. And uh, so, I mean, I think he's a total idiot, but he's also... Super adopted. Yeah, no, he's, he's uh-huh. the baby, and we would never let anything happen to him. He's not going anywhere. He's actually the reason we live where we live. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he he abandoned us about a year, ago, no, just over a year ago, and moved in with his girlfriend in southern Ontario and left the band high and dry. And we're not at all and um so we couldn't stand to be away from him so we we moved the whole band actually here to this area just because he was already living here that's kind of how we decided on uh niagara region. One. but uh yeah no he's our he's our baby boy and uh we're we're super super actually we're like we we're all total idiots and we don't go along a lot of the time but we're a functioning family and uh i it's been the same lineup since day one with this right. band actually so we're we know each other so well now that now it's we can't really imagine the lineup any different. Right. Maybe Chris being out of it, but like that side of that uh, no, we're 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 super happy with where we are.
0: Very nice. Well, look, I think on that note of positivity, this is probably the best place to end this because I did look at the, <laughs> the actual clock here and we are going towards an hour and 45.
1: Oh wow. We thought we were going to like talk to you like 20 minutes.
0: Everyone does. Everyone does. It's true. But I just wanted to mention once again that I love the new EP. I think you guys know that plenty probably by now. I'm hoping everyone out there checks it out. I'm gonna have links in the description of the episode so that people can support you there. But for right now, what's the best way for people to support you?
1: Money, food. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. No. All of our most of our info is always on our Facebook page. Mm-hmm. We're kind of uh, we're all older dudes. I know everyone's kind of moving to Instagram and Twitter now, but uh, Facebook, you can find out anything you want about us. You can message the page if you ever have questions or about booking or promoting or doing so guests say, uh, or whatever. You just want to talk to us. Just uh, message us through our page. We're all super friendly and we're always looking to network and expand uh, where we can go as, uh, as Rival towns. So just get in touch with us and we're always looking for friends and uh, to work together. So that's, yeah, Facebook's probably the best way to get in touch with any of us. stuff.
0: Awesome. Well, guys, once again, Thank you so much. I had a great time. This was a lot of fun.
2: Oh, thanks That's for having us nice on, man, man. Yeah, thanks a lot.
0: This Absolutely.
1: You cool. hopefully Ian doesn't hate us, though, right? <laughs> it's That's the just... good
0: kind of hate. It's that it's... opposite hate.
1: Well, the good kind of hate is. I'm not. I don't know. <laughs> White supremacists think there's a good kind of hate, and uh, man, I'm not. Really... I think we're at the editing out part. Now. <laughs> oh.
0: I don't think so. I'm leaving that in. That's good stuff. <laughs>
1: We love talking to you, man. If you ever want to do something like this again, just uh, reach out. We can.
0: Oh, absolutely.
1: And we'll definitely, we'd love to hang out with you again.
0: Sounds great, guys. Well, I hope you have a great night. All right. You too.
3: Take it easy. Thanks, man. So wait till the
0: And I am back. The track you just heard was See Through, another single from the new EP Make It Work. I'd like to thank Rival Town again for coming on the show. And I'd also like to thank Amanda from Manic Cat Records for setting all this up. Very much appreciated. That conversation was a lot of fun. Of course, the audio can't be perfect, obviously, because I'm in the States and Rival Town are in Canada. Plus, we were using Skype. I think we all understand that. I worked on the audio a lot. So I hope you all enjoyed it, even with some missing words here and there. Make sure to visit the links in the description of the episode to support Rival Town. Go see them live in Canada, and I'm really looking forward to when they come to the States, hopefully sometime in the future. If you enjoyed that conversation, don't forget to support Ian Hates by following the other links in the description of the episode. I have the show you were just listening to, Ian Hates Conversations. I have a weekly music show called Ian Hates Music and then a show where I talk about movies, Ian Hates Movies. Thank you all very much for listening, and I'm going to leave you with my favorite track from Make It Work, Open Windows. And I'll leave you, the way I always do, Long Days and Pleasant Nights. Thanks, everyone.